0: Well, hi there. How you doing? Let's begin the program with our ongoing series, Who's Sorry Now? Who's Sorry Now? A collection of my bads from around the world. Who's sorry now? Reverend Andres Arango of the St. Gregory Catholic Church in Phoenix. He's sorry now. Why is he sorry? Well, church leaders investigated the good reverend and determined last month that Father Arango had incorrectly performed thousands of baptisms for more than 20 years meaning that everybody he'd baptized in phoenix and in previous parishes in brazil and san diego were not properly baptized the now former reverend he's resigned putting out a statement quote i deeply regret my error what was it what was it that he did incorrectly he said quote we baptize unquote that's not correct. The Vatican says, you got to say, I baptize. The Vatican doesn't screw around with this sort of stuff. And so all of those baptized, those baptisms invalid. That is who is sorry now. Coming up on the program, relief and closure for the family of Candace Fitzpatrick. Her remains found fifth, or 14 years after she was last seen. Now, her murderer is in jail for killing her and for killing another young woman, Adam Strong, providing the information from jail on where the remains were to be found so what did he get in return what police are saying to that question coming up the travel rules are changing those pcr tests no longer required the canadian airports council will join me with reaction to the announcement from the health minister and also what the council is asking for the government to do now our man on the left coast richard zussman geographically Speaking. Richard Zussman will join me. BC bucking the trend, keeping Vax passports. Why is BC doing that when so many other provinces are saying it's done, it's gone, it's over? And remembering the great PJ O'Rourke coming up. But let's get to it, shall we? Our top story. From Ottawa Police this morning notices that you will be arrested if you continue to block streets. Alex Boudelier is our senior national online journalist at Global News is in Ottawa. Uh, welcome back to the program. What's happening on the streets right now?
1: Well, a lot. Uh, things seem to be moving fairly quickly. Uh, as you noted off the top there, police giving out uh, you know, notices to those still occupying downtown Ottawa in no uncertain terms that what they're doing is illegal and they could face um, fines uh, and court proceedings if they choose to stay. We have some reports of Some trucks leaving voluntarily, um, while other reports uh, around the city seem to suggest that there are tow trucks involved in in taking some vehicles out. We haven't gotten any indication that there's been a real push um, by police uh, to actually clear it out just yet. But certainly things seem to be moving um, fairly quickly. Right now, we're waiting on a briefing from uh, Marco Mendicino, Bill Blair, and Omar al gabra uh, three of the the central liberal ministers uh, involved in invoking the Emergencies Act, and what that all means. So they're they're due to speak at 1 p.m. and we're in a second tech briefing about what the Emergencies Act actually means right now in terms of um, financial institutions providing uh, or or um, you know helping fundraise uh, money for the convoy protests. So lots cool. of moving parts on this, this story and uh, it's all developing fairly quickly.
0: Okay. Alex, I really want to dig into that. Cause that, that, that is something that I'm very much interested the uh, financial transactions and reports analysis, analysis center of Canada or FinTrack. We're all learning uh, new acronyms day by day over this <laughs> uh, crisis. Um, so initially the government says all of this stuff goes into effect immediately when it was initially announced by the prime minister and the deputy prime minister. We didn't get any details on it. Then last night they hold, did they hold, they held a tech briefing last night and still had not published the details on it, but now we have them. We actually have the the language.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, officials sort of walked reporters through some of the uh, measures that they had envisioned uh, using or, or giving to police, Last night. Now we're getting another briefing um, on the financial aspects of it. Like as as you as you note, you know we we've seen a tremendous amount of money raised both in Canada and apparently from the United States, and used to sort of facilitate the blockades and the the big protests here in Ottawa. So what the Emergency Act provisions appear to do is to require. You know, crowdfunding uh, platforms like GoFundMe to register with Fintrack, and what that means is they would have to they would have a duty to report suspicious transactions or or large transactions coming across the border. Uh, you know, Christia Freeland, Deputy Prime Minister, but a former journalist, uh, noted that it's all about following the money uh, in terms of infor- in for in terms of uh, you know tracking where the support is coming from and and whether it's being done legally. Uh, but again, the details. are are, there are a lot of details and it's difficult to sift through but that's the sort of top line headline is that these companies cannot uh just provide funds to people without you know uh, adhering to the same sort of rules that canadian banks have had to adhere to when it comes to cross-border uh money transactions Uh,
0: i think the concern here is when you when you try and peer through what the legislation allows the government to do banks will temporarily be able to freeze personal and business accounts suspected of being used to further the blackheads. They don't need a court order. They're not going to get sued for doing so. Yeah. I, I I'm just, I, is that the correct reader on this? I mean, I, I think that a lot of Canadians are going to look at that and go, well, holy smokes. Like they could just come in and just freeze all my assets because maybe, you know, maybe I'm on that list that has been hacked of, you know, maybe I got a hundred bucks to go send go.
1: Yeah. So, in speaking to uh, some experts on, on Canada's sort of anti-money laundering and, and, and terrorism financing rules, it seems unlikely that individual donors are going to have you know uh, their accounts frozen you know for donating fifty bucks. If you're living in Lloydminster and you donated twenty five bucks to the convoy before all this started, um, I don't think you're in any danger of immediately having your assets seized. I think this was more to give banks and fin- financial institutions generally. The ability to, uh, you know, freeze the assets of some of the core organizers who are facilitating handing out cash to, to truck drivers, for instance, or, you know, other protesters. So I, I, while you're quite right in pointing out that the application of the law could be extremely broad, right? It's the Emergencies Act. It's the limit of federal power in Canada. Um I, I don't think, practically speaking, banks are going to be interested in tracking down every single donor who chipped in some money before maybe even realizing some of the elements that were involved in the convoy. Um, the other sort of point that has been raised with me from federal sources over the last number of days is, you know, this is as much to deal with the existing blockades and the existing protests that, you know, have been obviously very difficult for the local police of jurisdiction to, to clear out on their own. Um, but it's also about, you know, if a situation like we saw at the Ambassador Bridge pops up again, right? The federal government does not want another situation where a main trade corridor is blockaded for multiple days, you know, even north of a week. Um, obviously, the Americans got very twitchy about that because, you know, th- that affects their economy in a big way, as, as well as the Canadian economy, obviously. So I don't think the federal government wants to be in a situation where they have to spend another five days sort of arguing about whose jurisdiction it is and and what resources they need to give. Uh, I think you'll see, you know, federal authorities move in quite a bit quicker than that.
0: Okay, and just kind of peering through what I'm seeing popping up on on Twitter. So this is 30 days. Is that correct? Uh, In terms of the financial authority, just 30 days or if the act is uh, revoked earlier. Is that my understanding?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's correct. And I, I believe the, the, the sort of emergency, state of emergency, can be extended by Parliament. But Parliament will have to debate on, on these measures uh, and, and ultimately vote on them. If they do not vote in favour of them, both in the House and the Senate, then the powers are immediately uh, withdrawn. And, you know, there will be a significant amount of review after, you know, this moment passes as to whether or not the federal government was in the right to judge this, uh, an emergency that required such exceptional powers. Hmm.
0: Speaking with Alex Boudelier, who is our uh, global national online journalist in in Ottawa, let's just turn our attention back to the streets today. Um, You say that uh, other than the notice from Ottawa police, we haven't seen much, but in terms of, you know, I'm seeing pictures again this morning of you know jerry cans being brought back into the downtown core. Does it just seem to be as per usual? You know, just just an, another morning in Ottawa during all of this.
1: Well, some of our reporters are on the ground uh, right now, and I mean, there's one group of protesters uh, roasting a pig on Kent Street. Um, oh, so that doesn't seem, nice, you know, that's I don't know if you've ever roasted an entire pig, but it's kind of an involved <laughs> operation. It takes time uh so it doesn't seem like they're they're feeling any sort of immediate sense that that the cops are coming in uh to 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 round them up uh you see, there's a you know photos going around on twitter of a toilet that protesters have sort of put in the middle of the street where they're throwing in the their fine their tickets from from being fined the notice from police today saying you know they've got to clear out so i think that there is a level of intransigence that has not really uh diminished uh, overnight and with the invocation of the emergencies act we heard people saying you know good luck trying to get me out of here you know the emergencies act is just scare tactics i'm not sure if those protesters fully understand how wide-ranging and significant you know these powers are and the fact that you know people can be fined up to five thousand dollars or spend five years in prison um you know should they be indicted uh, for violating these orders, and you know the orders can include designating a place where people are not able to you know gather for a public assembly if there's reason to believe uh, that uh, you know offenses may occur. If if they do, um, you know, so you can use your imagination where that would where that could be applied. Um, but there's a you know eight block radius around Parliament Hill that seems like a likely candidate.
0: Alex, great to talk to you again. I'll be well. Thanks for your time.
1: Stay safe. Thanks, Alan.
0: On the Alan Carter Radio Program.